And a pleasant good evening, everybody, and welcome into the Bears Coaches Show with Bears head coach Matt Eberflus. Jeff Joniak with you until 8 o'clock tonight here on News Radio 1059 WBBM. We'll recap the 20 to 12 loss to the New York Giants. Thanks for joining us, everyone. And good evening, Matt. How you feeling? Good evening. How are you feeling? I'm doing fine, doing fine. What'd you learn? What'd you learn? Well, you know, I had a team meeting uh, this morning with the players and, uh, you know, really just talked about consistency of execution. You know, I think we're doing a lot of good things out there on the field, uh, but we need to do it more consistently. And that was the main thing. We're working to improve on just the basics, you know, your alignment, your assignment, and your technique. And uh, that's what came out of the film for us. And uh, really, I thought we did a nice job yesterday, you know, in special teams, uh, for sure. You know, obviously uh, flipping the field and two kickoffs inside the 20. We had that punt that was inside the four. um, And they operated well all day. Obviously had the cause fumble um, on the punt that set us up for a a field goal. And obviously we're all disappointed in the last play course you know if you can't take that back but overall we thought the special teams played well execution of the offense how did you feel about it we did a nice job of getting the ball down the field uh mooney got started which was awesome and uh we threw that he threw that great bomb down the sideline and i thought that was a great adjustment by mooney to be able to lean into the guy and then come back to the football and create some space for himself all right, we're going to get into Justin later on in the program. I'm going to commit a whole segment to it because that's what everybody wants to talk about. But overall, though, that, that alone, that one play alone should mean significance to both players. I, yeah. I don't care what defense you're playing. Yeah, I think the chemistry for those guys is just starting to grow. you know. And it's been there in practice. You know, Now we're starting to see it in the game. So I, I really uh, think that's true. All right, let's go to the defensive side of the ball. Um, gap responsibility – Contain. These are words that popped up yesterday after watching. I'm sure you'll you'll cover that here today. But the sleight of hand by Daniel Jones, uh, he's exceptional at it. Number one, doesn't make any excuses, obviously. But it is a difficult thing to deal with with Saquon Barkley. Just that two man game of what they did and how you guys defended it. Where are the preach points, I guess, for you? Yeah, we just players? we need to improve on playing. You know, the boot keepers and and don't know know who's taking the second contain and who has that on every single play. You know, the three times they ran the play, we were in three different coverages, so it, it's different on each one. Uh, but we do have a guy that's assigned to him, and we have to do a better job with executing there. And, and with that, is that something that you can't necessarily fix while it's going on at the time, or do you need to get back in the locker room? Because it did change in the second half. Yeah, we again, we I think we needed to fix it faster. Yeah, you know, we can't. You know, you can have a play happen to you once, but you shouldn't have it happen to you two times. And uh, we need to do a better job there of adjusting and certainly we made the adjustment at halftime and you know we didn't see it there we ended up getting a sack on the second time they ran it and uh you know in the second half but uh got to do it better the the rub is uh, i think people have asked me already well you know they want these guys flying off the line of scrimmage the get off's got to be critical you know and but you want that but you also have to play responsibilities and everybody's got to do their assignment right this goes back to what you continuously say alignment assignment and uh, execution yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. So, but I mean, that is, a, you do want these guys flying off no, the ball. No, you do. Though. Yeah. That's, we're a penetrating defense. You know, we penetrate up front and our, our, our linebackers are downhill and that's how we play. That's our style. Uh, but there's certain, you got to read your keys. You know, your eyes have to be disciplined. You know, so when you get that boot key down, you have to sl- shuffle down as a defensive end and be able to get up in their face. And it's the same thing with the linebackers. You know, you got to be able to read the, the flow of the lineman to be able to see that it's boot. Okay. And then come out of that to be able to recontain. So, we just have to improve on our eye discipline. Let's talk about the second half because now four straight games, no touchdown. That's not something insignificant here. So, uh, again, uh, if it's a bend, no break. If it's opportunistic uh, activity, 
the proper tackle at the right time, uh, a turnover. These things uh, should continue to build confidence for that unit, especially late in game, second half. No, it's good. It's, uh, the guys did a nice job again yesterday, and, and uh, you know, we commend them for that. And, uh, you know, it's more about us, you know, being consistent, you know, throughout the game. And uh, we're working on that, and the guys will get that this week. All right, let's talk injuries. You mentioned in your news conference, Cody White, are going to miss some time. I've known him since the day he walked in here for seven years. Uh, the guy doesn't even like missing a single practice rep, or, uh, let alone a game. So however long he's out, uh, that's going to be tough for a guy like that. No, Cody, Cody is a great man, and he's the first guy that contacted me as a player when I got the job here. And, uh, mm. you know, I always remember that, had a chance to talk to him. Uh, he was the first bear that I talked to in terms of the players. But uh, – He's a great first impression. You know, he had 99 starts with only two missed games, and he is the epitome of what Chicago Bear toughness is. And uh, we're certainly going to miss him here for a few weeks. And, uh, again, we'll we'll make adjustments as we go, um, you know, through the course of the week and find our best five, you know, inside there and uh, go from there. Yeah, but the good news is, I'm, I'm listening to what you're saying here, it doesn't appear to be a season-ending injury. No, it does not appear that to appear to be that way right now. That's good news right there. Yeah. Uh, talk about the offensive line in general, how it fared yesterday. Yeah, they were good in points. They were good in points. I thought we, you know, gave up too much inside pressure um, at times. You know, we just got to work on our fundamental and technique in there. Uh, we had, They had some one-on-ones inside there. We had to win those matchups. Um, overall, they did a, a solid job of keeping the pocket at times. But, again, it's about consistency of execution. You know, when we get that, when we have time to throw the ball – we can ride the pocket. We can deliver it. You saw what we did yesterday. We had some good explosive passes, which is nice. Um, overall, in terms of the run game, you know, obviously been running the ball at a really good clip. I mean, we ran it good yesterday. Uh, but, again, it's not up to our standards. We want to run the ball a little bit better than that. And our guys got to come off the ball. Um, the runners got to finish the runs violently. And uh, we saw some of that yesterday, but it has to be more consistent. Uh, how You know, you got a 340-pounder in there. <laughs> Those big guys are hard to move, though, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, you, you have to move them with, uh, you know, sometimes there's singles, sometimes there's doubles, and, and, you know, we had some good production yesterday too. All right, so let, let's break down that whole scenario at the end of the game because you mentioned it already, Trenton Gill with an absolutely superb punt. Mm-hmm. You get the long field, you get the punt. And what's going through your mind at this point? Forget, forget about the muff for the moment, but you're thinking to yourself, okay, you know, this is setting up ideally here. Was yeah, that, was so that we, what was going through your head? Yeah, we had to make the decision there. You know, it was uh, you know third and two and a half. We ended up running it in there and uh, didn't get any yards, so we decided to punt it. And uh, we punted it, and we rolled down to the four at 3.04. So we had all three of our timeouts available to us there. We banged one on the first one, banged one on the second down, and then, you know, wasted minimal time. And then the, the third down we let go because we were going to have the two-minute warning. Um, and then we were, we were thinking, hey, we're going to get the ball midfield with a – one timeout with 201 was the number we had right there uh, with first down. So we felt good about our chances at a score and have a two-point conversion to tie it. And then I think we'd, we'd have done a pretty good job from there. Patrick Scales on the ball. We'll send it back to Trenton Gill. Spot is good. Kick is up by Badgley, and he's two for two. He nails it from 22. Sixth place, 77-yard drive. Great seats available to see your Chicago Bears this season at Soldier Field. Get your tickets at chicagobears.com slash tickets. Welcome back to the Bears Coaches Show. Just heard one of four Michael Badgley field goals. We talked about it a lot. You know, a guy came up in there through New Jersey. That's where he grew up and just uh, nailed everything. He's only missed one inside of 40 in his career, so he's right. pretty automatic. No, he's he's been good throughout his career. We, we had him in Indianapolis a couple years back, and uh, he did a real nice job for us when he was filling in there, and uh, and, and what a pro. 
you know, he, what a great young man he is, first of all. And he came through for us, you know, four for four and uh, did a heck of a job. You know, I got to really say, also say to Ryan Poles and his yeah. staff there, you know, with Cairo, um, you know, having his personal situation, you know, he ended up calling in some kickers. We worked him out. We were able to sign him, you know, Badgley. So that was some, so, so, uh, so good by those guys and really forth, you know, thinking by Ryan and his staff. Uh, it's an underrated thing around the league, that emergency list, and you got to have connections and get things moving in the right direction uh, for something like that. We'll touch on Cairo in a second, but, uh, and then just to, to trust your eyes in that moment during a workout and, and going with your gut, right? Because, and there's no time for introductions and get them in, get them on the plane. You know, there's been some great careers spawned from that. Robbie Gold here, who's, uh, you know, got right. on a plane to play Cleveland and, He's still kicking. How is Cairo? I think uh, everything sounds everything's yeah, okay. Yeah, everything's good. Cairo's back in the building. Everything looks up and up. And uh, again, I'll let him discuss his his personal matter with everybody once he gets to the media here this week. But uh, yeah, everything looks great. And and for emergency purposes, I wrote this down on my notes this morning. Would it be advantageous to have a second kicker on the practice squad? Is that if you really value somebody, it's it's more spots now in the practice squad. I know they like to develop players and so forth, but Situations like these, whatever might happen uh, during a practice, somebody gets hurt, whatever, is that something that yeah, would think, be a good idea? I think it could be. You know, I haven't discussed that yet with Ryan, but, uh, you know, I think it could be advantageous for sure. All right, let's uh, talk about Cole Komet. Uh, the tight end screen, loved it. Uh, I love, love the screen plays. Obviously, they uh, can take the starch out of a pass rush pretty good, but a couple of those uh, really can get a quarterback going too. Yeah, no doubt. They're really good. Those wide delay screens, you know, they're tough to defend. You know, once, you know, because we got some athletic linemen that can get out there on the blocks, you know, to lead that way. And uh, the old lineman did a good job. You know, Cody did a nice job on that play. Um, you know, Tevin did a nice job on that play, you know, and, you know, Sam also. So you have to have the blockers in front of you, you know, and then the Titans really got to do a good job of selling it. You got to really sell that protection piece to it before you flip, you know, and catch that pass. So um, he's been doing a nice job of that. Uh, Trevin Wesco got a. Fair amount of snaps in this one. We don't know that much about him here, but he's been in the league for a while. Had himself a catch in this game as well. What well, can tell us more about what he's? Yeah, all about. he's done a good job. You know, he's came in late. You know, from you know, obviously after training camp, and uh, you know, he's been great. You know, doing a great job of picking up the offense. You know, and uh, we really uh, are, are are pleased to have him because he's our Y blocker. You know, so Ryan's been out. He's been on the ball blocking that Y spot. And on that particular play, did a nice job of getting his depth and really made a nice catch. And uh, Jake Tongas with with one snap. Uh, Ryan, maybe on the mend here, Ryan Griffin? Yeah, we hope so. He, he's day-to-day. We'll see where he is, like a lot of guys. You know, Demo's that same way. He's a day-to-day guy. We'll see where he is, and we'll go from there. All right, let's switch back to the running game for a moment. Uh, another good number in yards, like you mentioned in, in the first segment, but uh, hard to earn against the Giants. But 709 yards after four games, that's the most by the Bears since 1988. So, again, uh, for some reason, the league is uh, putting up a lot of numbers around the league for, with rushing yards. Uh, we theorized uh, on the team playing Tom there, and I, there's, there's a lot of different reasons, but going back to the old uh, blood-of-your-nose type of running game is not a bad idea, <laughs> you know, when you need it, right? Yeah, yeah, you have to rely on a good running game to open up the passing game. So I, I think that's something we're building. And the offensive line, you know, uh, uh, Chris Morgan and Luke Getze have done a great job of calling up these runs and coaching them up, you know, it's it's not as easy as it looks. You know, you have to block force the right way. we got to change it when the defense presents different looks, and you have to have those things built in, and they do a wonderful job. And and I think uh, Getzi referred to it last week, you know, the cans from one side to the other, from one run play to the next, or, you know, a pass play to a run play. 
And uh, uh, our quarterback's done a great job doing that. You know, and that's not an easy job, and he's he's really done a nice job. A note on uh, Justin on his scrambles, and he's joked about it in the past too, even last season, his slides. Would you like them to begin sooner to avoid a pot? Or, you know, sometimes it gets a little awkward and the risk of injury is certainly something. No, I, something think, he's, I think he does a good job of that. I think he does. You know, those defenders have to fly. You know, he slides, you know, because he's, he's a quick guy. Yeah. So he does it pretty quick, and those defenders just have to fly over top of him and can't hit him. So the Giants lurking all around. Their safety is back deep. Corner's way off the ball. It's third and 20. Fields going to flick it. Pass is caught. Herbert, 45, 40, 35, 30, and a first down for the Bears. Moves the scrum pile down near the 27 of the New York Giants. Well timed, perfectly blocked up. Fields to Herbert for 24 yards on the screen on third down and a long way to go. A kickoff tailgating season with a league-leading lineup at your local Jewel Osco. Get everything from chips and dips to wings and other things in one quick trip. Bears head coach Matt Eberflus. And we just heard the 24-yard screen on third and 20. Tom has a joke in the broadcast when he gets a certain number. Uh, we don't have plays for that, men. Uh, but you did on third and twenty. No, that was a good call, a good play call um, there, and I, obviously really good execution. You know that was a really a, a good way to flip the field, um, and we did a nice job there. And those those things are always good to have. And I thought we had the right play call, but also the right person. You know Herbert's a, a strong runner. North and south. He gets vertical right now. He gets north right now, and he's got his pads down. And again, like I explained earlier on the uh, Cole Komet screen, it takes everybody. You know, so you got receivers blocking down the field. You know, uh, St. Brown was blocking down there. Pettis was blocking down there. Um, Amir was blocking. Amir, yep. And De- uh, Tevin Jenkins had not one but two two different two, blocks. Two big blocks on that one. You know, so the guy's got to get out in front of it and did a nice job. So that was a great team effort. So aside from and whatever the scheme is, you know, whatever the decisions are uh, by Luke Getzey and when you guys put together the game plans, can the screen become something that, hey, you know it's coming, you can't stop it type of thing, that becomes a real weapon if it's run just so perfectly. Yeah, I think you have to have a number of screens because you have to change the looks and change who's getting the screens um, and then change the formations and the motions in front of them. So I think you can't be predictable. I think it's got to be a different look every time, which I think we've done a good job of that. How do defenses feel about defending screens? Uh, well, a lot of times that on, deception angle that, you know, yeah, gets them going. Yeah, 20, a lot of times what people do is they back up. You know, you get that front line at 10 yards on a third and 20, so you got space to block guys. You know, the one thing you got to have is athletic linemen to be able to block in space, and we have that. Uh, with Herbert, 19 of 77, now 6.1 yards of carry on his 52 carries this year. And I, I love going into the history. So, you know, it's Walter Payton and Gail Sayers, uh, the only other backs with better than six yards of carry with at least 50 attempts to start a season. Payton did it in 1977, and Sayers did it in 1968. So that's some pretty rare company. Uh, I know no, that's, that's uh, it's pretty, not a me sport. Yeah, that's it's, pretty it's a high regard sport. right there for sure. But right. uh, emphasizing the production, though, it's 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 good stuff. No, it is. It is, and you, you know you have to build on things you know that are positive, and that's certainly a positive for us. And he's got a good downhill style, and he's got a good bounce out and a good cutback, and uh, he's got his pads low, and uh, he reads those plays really nice. And you know he's got to continue to do that, really press that line of scrimmage and read those things at the last moment. Also, with the uh, reading with, with Justin. Uh, Facing a lot of eight-man fronts right now, obviously, with him and the backs that are doing so well. And the Giants play 
man, you know, they turn their back. Does that give him an immediate invitation to take that ball and go? Well, yeah. I mean, it, 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 more importantly, it opens up the yeah. passing game. You know, when you get eight-man box, and a lot of times they were, they were going zero uh, yesterday. So, we, you know, we got a, a chance to take advantage of those things with those downfield throws, and we got to continue to do that. And for the fans who are not X's and O's crazy like we are, uh, zero means? Zero means when they have nobody in the middle of the field. You know, so cover one would be they got one guy back, and cover zero, they have nobody back. So they got more guys on the line of scrimmage, and they're max pressuring. And the zero blitzes, uh, they just bring the house. A lot of run blitzes yesterday, don't you think? Yeah, a lot of them. How, how do you think they responded to those run blitzes? Good. Yeah, I thought we did a good job of pushing the pile and getting positive yards on most of them. A lot of stuff to build on offensively, and I know everybody wants it right now. Mm-hmm. And so there's a throw-up-your-hands type of feeling at times. What can you tell folks about how hard it is to develop an offense, especially a new one with a lot of young players and a young quarterback? Yeah, I mean, it starts from the beginning, you know, uh, when you, you put in formations, motions, shifts, um, you know, run blocking, you know, how we you know, have a variance of runs. You know, we're not just an outside stretch team. We run other schemes. You know, we got what we call gap schemes where they people actually pull, sometimes guard and tackle pull, sometimes just the guard, and then how we block force. You know, that's so important. We You can see it visibly on tape how we use our receivers to block force, and there's a varying ways to do that based on the coverage shell, based on the front. Um, sometimes those guys are inserting inside the tight end to block inside there. Um, so it's an important part. So there's it's all 11 of us doing the same thing at the same time, you know, and that's just the run game. Now that I talk about the passing game, the protections, um, you know, the route depths, the, you know, the timing and the rhythm of the passing game. So it's coming together. We saw improvement. We saw improvement yesterday on that, on the rhythm and timing and getting the ball down the field um, to a couple of our players and certainly Mooney. Heck, just the language alone and understanding what the responsibilities are for all the other 10 players uh, for Justin Fields to know where they're going to be on any given play at any given adjustment and all that. So right. lots well, to delve into. Job. He's done a great job with all the verbiage and you know calling it since day one. You know, he's done a great job. With all right, we'll get in more into Justin Fields after another break. Snap at a play fake. Fields with time. Looking, arching deep, downfield, going for Mooney. Over the shoulder. Got it inside the 30-yard line. Wow, what a catch. They aired it out. Fly down the sideline left. And that's a bomb of 56 yards and the Bears in business. Welcome back to the Bears Coaches Show with Bears head coach Matt Eberflus. Bears will be getting ready for the Minnesota Vikings later in the program. We'll take a look at what Minnesota is doing, especially after their long visit to London. All right, let's talk Justin Fields. This is interesting. I saw this. One of the writers put it out there on Twitter. Justin Fields through week four this year, 57 uh, completion percentage, 70.3 quarterback rating, if you're into these numbers or whatever, in year two. Josh Allen. Through week four of his second year, 55% completion percentage, 68.4. Same. Perspective is important here, Mm -hmm. would you say? Yeah, it is. It is. You know, we're building upon something, you know, and and it's one step at a time, you know. So, you know, we thought we took a step forward, you know, in that direction yesterday with the rhythm, the timing, getting the ball down the field. Um, You know, so I think that's an important piece to it. And you have to have perspective. You really do. you got to make sure you're looking at the big picture, taking one step at a time, and just moving and progressing as we go. And uh, that throw we just heard from Justin Fields to Darnell Mooney, I would call that a confidence throw. Would you? I would, too. You know, and and I've said all along, this guy can throw a deep ball. You know, and he put that one right on the money. And uh, like I said earlier in the segment, you know, Mooney did a nice job adjusting back into the – to the defender and then sliding back outside to catch that ball and great concentration by him. And because of that, 
you know, everybody knows that he can throw a great deep ball. He did it at Ohio State. He's shown it many times already in his short career, but um, there's a higher expectation of these kinds of throws too. There's a perception maybe that uh, that you guys are staying on the conservative side of this, but it's all within the formulation of what you want to attack. At yeah, that's right. Is it, can you tell tell us more about No, that that's right. You know, you, you have to, you know, it's an old old saying, but it's true. You have to take what the defense gives yeah. you, you know, and, and if they're, they're all up in there tight, you know, defending the run, we're going to have to take some shots down the field, and we certainly did that, you know, uh, yesterday. You know, if they're playing soft, which we've played a couple of teams that have done that, then we need to take the underneath throws and be able to run the ball, which we've done, you know, when they give you that. So, it's, it's about winning the game, and it's also about developing our offense as we go. But uh, part of developing our offense is putting a game plan together to win the game that we're playing, and uh, it's going to change every week. How would you say you educate a quarterback on the window of opportunity on a throw? Like what's open and what's not? Yeah, I would just say he's got to listen. You know, we've said it all along, but it's true. you got to listen to your feet. You know, the way your feet are is when the ball is supposed to be delivered. You know, and then if that's not open, then you have to, have to hitch up one and then deliver it then. And then from there, then it's, then the plays, the clock's over. Now you got to take off and go. So he just got to listen to his feet. What do you not want infiltrating his mind at this point? Um, I just want him to stay with the process. I know that's coach speak, but you really have to be in the moment. You have to stay with the process of him looking at the tape, getting better, improving, you know, coming in. You know, in the next couple of days, getting the game plan, getting the preview for it, and then working into Wednesday and having a great practice on Wednesday. And then that's all we can focus on right now. Coaches are results-driven from snap to snap. Do numbers or stats or things like that influence you in any way, shape, or form? Do you not no, focus I think you, on No, I think it's part of all – I take in all information. You know, so I, I look at all information in terms of stats and, you know, from everywhere. And I think that's you can you can glean information from that, and I think it's important that you do that because now you can you can give that to the player in a positive. You can give it to him in a, how he's going to improve. I um, mean, use all information. Um, analytics. So when you first started coaching, that term probably didn't exist, right? No, it didn't. <laughs> uh, how do you feel about it? No, I think it's good. Like I said, I mean, you have to embrace it. You have to, you have to, because because it's there. You know, it's there and it's good. You know, it's really good. You you can have you know so much information given to you. You know, and you got to have somebody that's there to break it down. You know, because there's so much there, they have to put it on a one pager for you. You know, and then I think and you know really do a good job of of working through that with that how you're going to operate in the game. You know, when are you going to go for fourth downs? You know, when do you use your timeouts? When you know. How is the guy operating, you know, in terms of the downfield throws or, or how the runners are running yards after contact? Are we really getting what we say? We're really knocking the pile forward or we're really knocking it back. Um, so you can use those things in GPS. You can use it for the player's health. You know, we do a lot of that during the course of the week. You know, we measure distances, you know, uh, effort, speeds, you know, because we try to get uh, each player up to his max speed, 90% of his max speed three times a week because that's supposed to help with injury. You know, so we get that done, and we're making sure the players know that. So that's just one example how we use it. Play action to the pocket. Flag flies. He's going deep down the field. Eddie Jackson, a beautiful over-the-shoulder interception inside the 10-yard line. The Bears on the deep bomb by Tyrod Taylor making the play here in the fourth quarter in New York. Welcome back to the Bears Coaches Show with Bears head coach Matt Eberflus calling all Bears fans. Get the ultimate VIP fan package with Chicago Bears VIP. Secure a game ticket and a appearance 
from Bears Legends and more by visiting ChicagoBearsVIP.com. Jeff Joniak with you till 8 o'clock here tonight. Just heard the Eddie Jackson interception. Tremendous interception. No, tell tell was, me how hard that was to intercept that pass. Yeah, that's, you know, the, the longer and, and farther the ball goes, you know, you got to track it longer. And, and, you know, certainly with the wind in there yesterday, it, it was significant. And uh, that was what's made it even more special. So, um, what a great job by him covering all that space and tracking that ball all the way down there and catching it over his shoulder, looking at it all the way in. You know, it's too bad that we couldn't, you know, get that guy to peel off of him so we can get a nice return on that, you know, because we got the ball down there in a short field, but uh, backed up. But uh, what a great job. Scouts always taught, you know, can a, can a guy track it, uh, not only as a receiver, but as a defender. What are some of the key fundamentals of tracking deep passes? Yeah, I would just say it's concentration. It really is. You know, and you, you got to really know when to time your jump if you're going up with a receiver. You know, that's a big thing when to time your jump. And you got to practice it. You know, you got to throw the ball down the field for these guys. And, you know, we do a couple other things where we, we use these uh, bags that have these arms on them and we throw the ball there and it gets tipped. That really works on your concentration too to be able to track a ball once it's tipped. Because a lot of times, most of the time with a defensive back, you know, you have to get it, catch it outside the frame. You know, so you you know when you're a receiver, the, the quarterback's putting it on your frame. Well, when you're a DB, a lot of times you catch it out of the frame. So we always want to throw the ball outside the frame of the body to make sure he has to reach for it and track it outside of the frame. Uh, blitzed him a fair amount yesterday as well. He had some uh, from the post into the box, yep. and uh, that's something he's done in the past as well. Uh, how did that go, in your opinion? It was good. It was good. Mm-hmm. I, we thought he was in there good and ended up making some tackles at the line of scrimmage, a couple, maybe one behind the line of scrimmage, I think, or yep. was in on one of those. But one of them, he, he made a mistake. You know, he went in the A gap. You know, so he's supposed to go in the B gap. That was one that ripped off. You know, um, in the second half, and he knows that we got to do a better job of making sure we're in the right spot. Overall, nine tackle day and some one on ones with uh, Saquon Barkley. Uh, I know uh, Coach Allen Williams mentioned the, the thick thighed uh, player, and he he is. Those are steel belted right there. No, that's good, and and you know, and Eddie did a nice job. He really did. He played a solid game yesterday. Uh, let's talk about the other safety, Jaquan Brisker. Uh, he had himself a sack, knocked Jones out of the game for a, a bit. He didn't really. <clears throat> he wasn't the same quarterback after that. Uh, but that had to be some kind of head-spinning learning lesson, though, for rookies in this game defensively. Yeah, it was. It was. There's certainly a lot of learning moments for all the rookies. You know, we're out there playing with, I think, four right now, defensive linemen, you know, two DBs, three, three defensive three DB, backs. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, we're playing with those guys, and those guys are improving. You know, they're getting better, but they also have learning moments, and they did yesterday. You know, I thought Jaquan had some really good hits, though, yesterday. You know, obviously, the sack was a real nice play. Um, I thought he made, had a nice pass breakup. That was a really solid hit on the sideline um, there late in the game. So uh, he, he's he's getting better and improving. As he as he continues to grow, do you think his? I mean, we suggested it. You know, when he came out of uh, Penn State and and when he uh, he's got that physicality to him, will he be? In your opinion, a tone setter at safety because of the kind of hits he can bring to the yeah, table. Yeah, that's what we want. We want to grow into that. Yeah, we want a physical style, and he certainly you know exudes that every time he steps onto the field and proves it every time. And uh, and we we're excited about where he's going. We 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 talk about Kyler Gordon a lot because we have high expectations for him. And uh, overall, what would you think of yesterday's? Yeah, performance. It was, yeah, it was good. It was good. Obviously, we don't like the DPI, you know, um, down the sideline there. But that's again technique. He's got to, you know, use good technique on that particular play. We got, we got to help him with that. You know, coaches got to help him with that, and he's going to get better. And in, in that situation, a lot of times when you're trailing a player, you're doing, you know, so yeah, you get tangled up with them a little bit. They're going to throw the flag on that, but. 
that's seemingly something that happens quite a bit. Right? Yeah, that happens all the time, but it's always always happens at the line of scrimmage. You know, what you do at the line of scrimmage, the first five yards for a defensive back, um, is everything. And then obviously at the catch point, having poise uh, through all, all the way through the down. So um, we'll get better at that right. for sure. You, you, we mentioned early in uh, the, the the confidence you have in the development of the special teams unit, and there's a lot of young players on that unit getting great opportunities. Josh Blackwell, uh, let's find out what he's all about, who he is. He's out of Duke, uh, un, undrafted rookie. That's a big hit right there. I, I thought for a moment Jalen Jones had recovered the fumble, and here he, he uh, recovered his own fumble. Yeah, we got two rookies out there um, as the gunners, and those guys are both fast. You know, So to be a gunner, you have to be fast, and those guys are that. And uh, he was physical you know, on that play. He did a nice job of putting himself in there, put his pads on the ball, and then uh, it squirted over to uh, Jalen Jones. And then uh, ended up popping out of there, but he ended up second effort. You know the hustle principle, really nice by uh, Blackwell to jump on the ball there and get a great uh, field position for our football team. And with a guy like that, what he's being taught, can some of that be translatable to the to the defense at some yeah, point think, down the I road think for it can, these guys? For sure, yeah. yeah. We've been working him in at nickel. We've been working him on the outside. So uh, he's been working, you know, really hard um, to get on the field. So we're, we're we'll continue to look at that. Daniel Jones in at quarterback takes. Fakes, and this time the Bears are not fooled, waiting for him. Jaquan Brisker, finally, back to the 35-yard line, and Jones comes up limping. Welcome back to the Bears Coaches Show. We just heard Jaquan Brisker's sack. We mentioned it a little bit in segment number five. Uh, break it down one more time, Jaquan. Yeah, so that's a that's a uh, tight end pressure for us, you know, so coming off the tight end side. Um, and, you know, it's, it's uh, really he has to do a good job of feeling the, the quarterback go away. So as he comes off the edge, he has to take three hard steps down the line of scrimmage, okay, go through the mesh point, which is where they go with the halfback. And if he comes out with the ball, then he gets flat and comes up, and that's what he did, and he made a nice sack on that play. And uh, did a real nice job of body control, okay, at the very end of that, you know, to be able to make that tackle. Sometimes you want to go ahead and just, you know, hit the guy really hard, and sometimes you miss that tackle. So I thought he did a nice job of gathering himself to make the secure tackle at the very end of that play. I, please don't bite my head off on this one. So outside contain, not just – I'm not talking about Brisker specifically, yeah. but anybody. Is, is it as simple as just hold your ground and don't get sucked in? And, and is it always – should there always be outside, especially now with – RPO thing going, and you're going to see more of it this year. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, always want to be able to contain the quarterback in the pocket. You know, we need to do a better job of that. You know, Tyrod Taylor got out one time. You know, uh, we had inside charge by 94. You know, and then we need to do a better job with containment there. But uh, you always want to have it, the quarterback contained. Obviously, in run defense, you always want to have containment, and it's that's the player that's outside in on the football. And there's always one guy at least responsible for that, and we have to do a good job with that. Overall, uh, it's going to take many different ways to win games. There's no, there's no formula that's going to be absolutely operational. Every you have, you have goals you want to, to uh, set for each each phase. I'm sure you know certain. I, you've mentioned it a few times already. Hey, you want to hold, you know, I think what was yesterday? You wanted to hold Saquon to how much a carry? Yeah, under under three in the threes. Like yeah, three I mean, nine. yep. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, you set all those, but. They won a game with minimal passing yards yesterday. Right. They're down receivers. They use their tight ends and fullback. They've been doing that quite a bit. You know, just a little bit goes a long way is my point. And, right. And you could, as a team, feel the same way, right, from your perspective. Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, these, like I said yesterday, these games are, you know, they're small margins in these games, you know, and, you know, you have to do things right, you know, and they always come down to six or seven plays, you know, and those six and seven plays, you know, you know, like uh, two weeks ago, we made those plays at the end of the game to win the game. You know, we got to continue to do that. 
you know, they, they always come down to that many plays, and you got to make those impactful plays when they count. Uh, I think 14 games uh, cited by uh, a score, right? an NFL record again this week. Yep. I mean, it's crazy. I don't know why it's all happening right now this season, all these first times. Yeah, I think it's uh, started with the playoffs, right? You know, and yeah. now it's working into the regular season, and I think it's set up that way. You know, it's just starting to come down into the last two minutes of the game. So it's not just early season teams trying to figure themselves out, getting adjusted, 10 new coaches. I mean, is that part of it, or is this how 2022 may roll? I don't know. It looks like it's, <laughs> it's patterning that way. It looks like a pattern to me, so we'll see. As a coach that has uh, built his career on defense, is that up your alley then? Um, you know, hey, you got to play what it is. You know, you got to play the ball where it lies and uh, and, and see where we go. But uh, we're certainly, uh, you know, this first part of this season has been that way. All right. I got to touch on this because the five of the first seven drives, I believe, deep into Giants territory, 0 for 3 in the red zone. So you got deep on those. Even if one or two of those come home, there's a different story here. It changes the complexion of the game. You put more pressure on opposition. That's going to be critical here. You know, that red, just simple execution here and there will make a big difference. Yeah, I mean, you, like you said, you turn one of those into a touchdown, you know, or two, you know, and then it's a different ball game, you know. So, you know, it's it's important that we execute not only on third down because that's what everyone yeah. points to. Hey, if we would have you know converted those third downs, but hey, on first and second down, you know, you can score on those plays too. So, um, you know, we have to be aggressive, which we are, and we're going to continue to do that. All right, now time to look ahead. Brought to you by Bet Rivers, the official sportsbook partner of the Bears. Minnesota Vikings, uh, what a game that was. I'm sure you popped on some of it, but uh, 60-yard field goal attempts and 61-yarder bangs twice. It's a crazy, crazy game, this NFL right now, but uh, a well hard-earned win by the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, a division opponent, 3-1, and one, and uh, a lot of weapons that come to mind right out of the gate. Yeah, I mean they they have a lot of weapons on offense, of course. Yep. You know, and there's you know certainly two backs that they're going to use are really good. Obviously, the, the two receivers they have are really good. You know, so in the quarterbacks, a really good player too. You know, and they got players uh, all across the board, and uh, it's going to be a big challenge for us uh, for our defense this week. And then on on their defense, they have you know obviously the two outside rushers are really good players, um, good solid players inside. Um, their middle linebackers, you know, one of the best in football. You know, so they got a lot of good players on their team. They got a good roster, and uh, it's going to be a, a handful for our football team to go up there and, and uh, take care of business. It's interesting because you didn't name any of the players, but everybody knows who they are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're oh, talking yeah. Kirk Cousins, Dalvin Cook, Alexander Madison, yeah, big and Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson. Tell us what this guy's all about. They're moving him all over the place. Matchup nightmare. Yeah, he's he's obviously one of the best in the business, and uh, he's proven that. And uh, we certainly got our hands full with him, and we're going to have to do a. Uh, it's going to be all eleven of us to to take care of him and uh, and that offense. What what is his what make what separates him right now? Do you think? Well, I just think explosive athletic ability. He's so explosive, and he has the ability to go get the ball, and he's strong. You know, he's he's a strong player too. You know, strong through the catch and uh, strong through the whole route. And defensively, you mentioned uh, the middle linebacker and Kendricks, but I always go to Harrison Smith. Uh, I'm a big safety guy. I love yeah. how he plays the game. He's steady and always uh, a dangerous guy. And on a blitz, I don't know if they're still doing that. I haven't watched their tape yet. Yeah, but, Harrison's yeah. played for a long time. I've watched a lot of tape on him, and he does it all. You know, he plays in the deep part, plays in the quarter, plays in the half, plays in the middle, and he's a heck of a blitzer. And uh, he does a great job with his disguises. Um, so he's he's done it all through his career. And Zadarius Smith is playing with some fire and some vigor. He feels, uh, I think he's got a little chip on his shoulder uh, for some reason. Yeah, what, uh, yeah. What an outside pass rusher, and really they utilize him all over the place. There'll be times where they put him over the ball, and he's rushing in A-gaps and B-gaps in the 
you know, in first and second down. They do a lot of things with them, and they should. You know, they, they should get matchups where they want with that player, and Big Z's done a nice job. All right, well, good luck in your week of preparation for the Minnesota Vikings. Thank you. Appreciate it. Matt Eberflus here on the Bears Coaches Show. We're out of time. I want to thank Keith Johnson, Andy Gersher, Dan Barilli, Jordan Treadup, and, of course, Bears head coach Matt Eberflus. I'm Jeff Joniak. Week 5 kicks off back at U.S. Bank Stadium. Pre-game at 9, kickoff at noon against the Vikings. And if you're listening to WBBM on 780 right now, we'll join Monday Night Football between the Rams and the 49ers already in progress. If you want news radio, make sure you're on 105.9 FM or listening to our stream on the Odyssey app where CBS and local news are next. This is News Radio 105.9 WBBM.